Do we need to re-record that? No, I think that's great. <laughs> no, I think that's great. <laughs> Hi, I'm Chelsea. I'm Paul. And I'm Abby, and welcome to Three to Beam Up. Today we're going to be talking about episode 33, The Lights of Z- Zatar. Boy, they said it in the episode. Zatar? Zetar? Z- Zatar, Z- I think. Zatar. Wait, I thought it was Zetar. Wait, no. <laughs> well, this is fun. One of those. Welcome, guys. <laughs> <laughs> So this episode, I feel like um, there's an, boy, A plot, B plot, I don't don't even know. But I feel like the most interesting part of this episode is about memory alpha. um, Yeah, and we don't get to spend enough time there. (laughs) No, but I I feel like since uh, we have an archivist here, uh, that you should just have all of my time. uh, And I'm going to, uh, boy, I'll just combine the two things I could have let in with. Um, I have a tasty pepperidge farm snack here. Um, <laughs> there we go. Thank you. Right. I was really just going to leave it with the comments. archivist. Well, so what do you think I have in my hands? Because I said a tasty pepper charm snack. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to guess crackers. Lemon snack instead of wow. Abby <laughs> nailed it. Because here are some crackers. <laughs> goldfish. They make goldfish. So. Um. Oh yeah, they do make goldfish. Have you ever had the goldfish that are different colors? Yeah. Like cranberry and green and or- uh, not orange. That's Wait, they're different color. colors, not flavors, right? <laughs> yes. I don't know. No, yeah, I think they're just they're different, different colors. colors. They're the same flavor. Anyway, yes, I am an archivist, and yes, I can talk about that. And I had Wait. planned to because. Um... <laughs> well, I'm I'm deferring my time. Good, because Wait, I do want to talk about that. But can we talk about cookies? I mean, they're just no. they're just goldfish, right? They're cheddar. There's nothing special no, about these. No, I just wanted to say that I ordered three boxes of Girl Scout cookies, and I thought of you people this week. Oh, should we guess which type it. they are? Um. There's three different types. I'm going to go with lemon ones, because you said that. Yeah, the lemons. Yeah, you said that, so you tipped your hand. Thin mints. Um, thin mints. Yeah, yeah thin mints. The peanut butter ones? Yeah, you guys are so good. <laughs> I mean, are there, are there other... I, you don't strike me as someone who likes coconut. Uh, I do. Oh. I like, actually, all flavors. You like all flavors? What about coconut-flavored goldfish? That sounds fine. Yeah, it kind of does. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we watched an episode of Star Trek, right? <laughs> Yes, so I will say, Abby, the only thing I think of value is going to be your input in this, because I thought this <laughs> episode was like nonsense, I thought it was so slow, and slow boring, the only thing I liked, I liked the sparkly lights in the people's eyes, I liked sometimes, <laughs> some of the dialogue, like one or two things, Memory Alpha was by far the best thing, yeah. and literally, I fell asleep during this episode, and then I had to rewatch it, <laughs> it was like double torture. Oh, that is the greatest insult of... <laughs> <laughs> to you, I mean, that you fell asleep so... and then had to rewatch it. And it was like 8 p.m. <laughs> I was like, this is awful. However, those sparkly lights in her eye that they showed like six times the same exact effect, that was fine. So I will really say, liked that effect and they were very proud. From a pacing standpoint, yeah. I will say that like they get to that long meeting and it's like, man, I've been in this meeting before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in that meeting today and the, the, like <laughs> the pacing of the whole episode which has been going pretty well up to that point i think is just like oh wow hard then it breaks, dies a horrible like death. screeching 
breaks on the pacing of this episode. But let's talk about Memory Alpha, because you are right. It is by far the most interesting part of this episode. Yes, it is. I have, I have so many questions. So do you guys think it's like a giant li- I mean, I know they showed like one room of it. But do you think it's like a giant library or like a giant museum or both, since it contains so many different types of knowledge? I would kind of guess a combination would be my thought thought because since it is kind of the repository for the galaxy i would think they would have actual artifacts not just digital thinking it would be more interesting if it was that wouldn't that be cool so then i was thinking yeah then they'd have just like rooms and rooms and rooms of all these different things yeah i i think it would be a little bit at least slightly museum like as well as archive like because you have it's like a whole planet also well planetoid and it's like constructed Uh, so it's not yeah, but also I cannot believe that they that that they wouldn't have backed it up somewhere. <laughs> well, so right for the paper stuff, um, which which it is great to have you as an archivist on here, right? There are things that are just singular um, things that exist in the world, and there are one of them, yeah. right? In our yeah. yeah. Um, and those are harder, but this thing also didn't destroy any of those, right? It just destroyed the computers. That's what right. I was wondering. Was that the implication? Um, Let, can I confirm that with you two? It was just the data. That, that was, was my read, right? right? There's nothing like on fire or like. It, it, no, yeah, that's kind of what I got from it as well. I mean, I would assume that the files got corrupted. It wasn't any of the physical stuff. I mean, the people died, but yeah. So like all their art and all their like. Would I think be fine if it if it is in fact yeah. a museum and not just. You know, lots yeah, of all their artifacts, all their documents, digital... like papers, but even... their historical archives are. Well, so, and again, good questions from archivists. But so, even if you have rare books and things of that sort, right? One of the things I would imagine is a priority would be creating digital copies of them um, in exacting detail that can be backed up elsewhere, right? Well, it depends. I mean, digitization is more complicated than that. Um, It takes more time. It takes more money. It takes a lot of support staff a lot of the time. So uh, whenever it's, it's one of the kind of common misconceptions that I'm like, well, we just digitize everything. Well, yeah, but how are we storing the data? Um, Is it in the cloud? What kind of cloud access do we have? What kind of file format are we saving? Uh, How are we going to um, prevent file decay? How are we, there's so many things that, I mean, there's no way in, even in the perfect world of the 23rd century, that they're going to actually be able to scan and digitize everything that has ever been created in all of time. Like, it's just not possible. Like, the amount of backlog in my day-to-day work is insane. Like, I won't get through it ever. Like, I I will be far retired and dead by the time they get to any of the work that is, like, all of the backlog that exists now, and not to mention the stuff that comes in. Is, yeah, not to mention the cost, like the cost of just even storing that data yes. outside the cost of human well, labor. Is, is part of the storage answer, though, decentralization? Um, that, you know, if you have a copy of a book and then and there is a scan of it and then that goes to someone else and then they also have it, that's a layer of protection. It's not perfect redundant protection um, from, say, the yeah. raid instancing or, or something of that sort. But um, that's essentially ILL, right? Mm, no, <laughs> not quite. Not quite. It's, it's, I mean, this is not a podcast about library science and archival <laughs> it science. It can be. <laughs> but maybe it is. Guys, we all know that it's just us three that listen to this. <laughs> so this is fine. There is no one hey, else. Hey, my mom sometimes listens. 
<laughs> All right. Hello, <laughs> listener. We are sorry. It is it is a crazy idea, right? Memory Alpha. And we talk about it at Memory Alpha all the time because it has become the, the wiki for uh, Star Trek mm-hmm. stuff, right? Um, but it is crazy just to have inserted in this one episode only to be destroyed. And then them not really to be that concerned about it. Um, yeah, well, yeah. they talk about, like, Spock talks about, like, if that if it actually is destroyed, the, the amount of <laughs> It'll be loss bad. to the gal- galaxy would be terrible. And I'm, I, I'm sitting there going, there is no way that the librarians and archivists of the future were not like, we need a backup. We need a backup. We need to back up some servers on a regular basis so we don't destroy the entire culture yeah. of the galaxy. <laughs> Well, I mean, you would think um, like they'd have a zillion backups, right? Plus, they said that this was all public knowledge to everyone, yeah. right? So well, clearly, again, like there has to be other places this with is all this knowledge. pre-internet, right? So the idea they they also he says it's open for people to come there and look at it. So it it is very much more like an archive than like a public library, even um, yeah, right. Or I uh, interlibrary loan, uh, which you uh, right the idea that like I could request something from far away and it comes to me in a PDF um, is. 40 years away from the writer of this episode. Um, right. And I think that's part of the problems with memory alpha is, is they really don't know where the technology is going and what would be possible in the future. Because I, I mean, there are digital repositories online right. all over the place. Like I manage one, like sure. it's, it, it, <laughs> but, I mean, and, and you can access the document. You, know, you can access a lot of the materials that I've scanned for our archive anywhere in the world. So, I mean, and that's true with a, with most, if not, you know, probably not all, because a lot of, they don't fund us very well um, in the world. But, I mean, they exist, that, and you can get to it from anywhere. Yeah, and that's backed up, presumably. Yes. <laughs> yes, it <laughs> well, is. Well, yeah, and, and it's, it's another one of these things that, like, Google doesn't put all its servers in one warehouse. Um, right, right. Or only have one right. set of servers. Correct. Um, <laughs> though it is, I mean, it is one of those things that I, I think listeners that are younger, um, I mean, there are stories like I had an email account in the 90s. This boy, this probably would have been like 96, 97, where like anybody could just set up an email servers and like make them commercial. Um, and right. I got an email one time that was just like, yeah, we were transferring data and like one of the platters, um, so a hard disk uh, platter actually um, got damaged and like, your emails were on that, so they're gone now. <laughs> and like, this is a thing that happened in the '90s, not not yeah. terrifically in comedy, because people weren't thinking about, oh, like if they said, "Where's the data?" They'd be like, "Well, it's on that server." And like, well, what happens if something happens to that server? Uh, I guess we, I guess we tell true? the the people whose data that was that the data is gone. Um, yeah, I mean, but perhaps our the younger 90s. listeners, yeah, would be familiar with at least losing like a document on their personal laptop or something. Yeah, that's different than losing all the knowledge of the galaxy. <laughs> it is, but they can at least relate on a very sure. small scale. It's more to yours, Paul, is what I was No, but I mean, documents, I think that of most of the documents that are created today, like I create very, very few documents that are not cloud-based. Like, oh, why, yeah, why, I almost never. Like, why would I ever oh, create really? a document yeah. that isn't cloud-based? Um, oh, all mine are not. But I also have mine backed up in various places. And also, when I was doing something important like my dissertation, I made sure to make it cloud-based by emailing a copy to myself that's, like every 10 minutes. That's a good way to do it. <laughs> it's if nothing else. It works. <laughs> Memory Alpha should have been emailing itself every 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, would that have worked? Well, all right. 
I liked Memory Alpha. I'm sad that when they went there, it was only to look at dead bodies. Yeah, right? Yeah, that was a they never. Did they ever come back to this in this series? Like yeah. that concept? Was this a one-off idea? It, was, it, it happens. It shows up as Memory Prime in later novelizations and things okay. like that. So like they're like, Memory Alpha is dead, but now we have Memory Prime. So it's replaced, but... I don't know. <laughs> so what, is it referenced in TNG or Deep Space Nine or Voyager? I, I don't like, ever remember a reference. I feel like TNG has an episode where they're taking information there or something, but... They're doing something? It seems like a thing that they should go back to. I mean, it seems like a cool thing that they should because it's cool. <laughs> but at the <laughs> same time, it's also one of these the like time. very old ideas that... Again, your question about it being partly museum is, is a big part of this. But if they have a where artifacts and that's important but if they just have copies of like a book that was written in the 21st century digitally and it exists as a digital copy then there's no reason to like go there have that in a place um yeah i was a little confused by i i'm i mean i i I guess if they're if it's set up as like a server planet kind of and that's you know where like the original pdf you know just for a, a file type um that's where the original let's say the best thing, file type yeah the yeah sure uh, <laughs> of the of the thing it lives there and you're like yay i but you they could just send it to i don't really understand why they have so many researchers there because they wouldn't have to go there yeah <laughs> yeah it has to be my theory is it has to be like I mean, I can original only about, like music, musical yeah. archives, right? Original works. But like, I'm going to New Haven for ten weeks to do, you know, my composer's archives. Yeah, and it's because it's all his manuscripts and his diaries. Right, and, and I bet they haven't digitized all of that. No, in fact, I am pretty sure they don't want to digitize that because they want to keep their archive valuable. To well, that's a whole <laughs> other like ethical question. That's not it even, is. It's well, and, and it may not just be that they they have to keep. They may have to keep it for gift reasons, for sure. copyright reasons. Right. For there are so many reasons why a lot of archives are closed and or not digitized. Um, not just monetary. I mean, a lot of the times it is monetary because it does cost a lot of money um, to put in the hours to digitize things in a proper way, but. Also, a lot of times it's rights based. You, you know, you. It you, wouldn't surprise me if copyright was a huge factor. Yeah, I'm sure it is, especially with music. Like, it's just. Yeah, because Ives' copyrights are like in a million different publishers all over the place. Yeah, um, it, it, it's it's worth saying it's that nuts. from a just a security standpoint, the fact that this place doesn't have shields and it's on the surface Ooh. of a planetoid with no atmosphere, uh, presumably no atmosphere, um, because they have domes. Um, that's about the most dangerous place you could put data. Like out out in space is maybe safer. Um, <laughs> like, the... yeah, I agree. That did seem really dumb. And well... when Kirk is like, "This is really dumb," I was like, "Yeah, that checks out, Kirk." It's like, <laughs> well... and it's not even that people are gonna destroy it, but like meter impacts to the surface, like. Put it that underground. is more the thing you would need shields for for something like this. I yeah. agree yeah. with. I didn't agree with Kirk's argument as to why it was a bad idea. Sure. I'm like. I'm like. Yes, they should probably have shields for things like space debris and asteroids um, and dust. solar radiation, like, yeah. cosmic but, radiation. Like yeah, like those kinds of things. I'm like, yes, they should probably have shields. I'm like, but the reason they don't have shields is not a bad reason, yeah. Kirk. No, like, yeah, agreed. But it, <laughs> if it's a planetoid, right? It, it almost certainly doesn't have a spinning liquid metal core. A molten metal core um, that's generating a magnetic field that's protecting it from solar radiation, for instance. Um, yeah, so there literally there has to be some sort of shielding. 
he must just be thinking there's not like the full shields that like starships have. I mean, wouldn't people die? <laughs> like, uh, if you just from... like lived on the surface of the moon, uh, yeah, 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 you would. <laughs> like, yeah, you can't stay there indefinitely, and you can't even stay there really for a short time. So, if there's like archivists and people like with their families there that live there, yeah, I mean, yeah, it doesn't take much like... to shield you from those sorts of things, but yeah, I mean, so maybe it's like that, but not like military defense. Yeah, yeah. There's lots of there's lots of questions, but so that's anyway. the episode, though, right? Yeah, I mean, basically, that's it. We've covered it all. It's the the important part, anyway, which is memory alpha and the cool part. And now I guess that we can talk cool about part. the um the actual storyline for five seconds because that's all it's worth. But wow. so like Scotty falls in love Ugh. with this Ugh. this Mary Sue. Scotty is the worst when he's in love. Can I just say? Yeah, boy. He is I know the worst. What was the other one? It was Apollo. It was Apollo. Apollo. Yeah, it was who, what yeah, episode who was Chris, that? Uh, or who mourns for Adonais. That's right, and he's the worst when he's, he, just he's the most paternalistic, oh boy, horrible yeah. human in the world when he is in love. And I'm like, Scotty, I usually like you; you entertain me greatly, but I yeah. hate it when I you have, have a, a love interest. And so, I, have a note that, I was like, wondering. He's so condescending in this episode. Oh he's so God. condescending. He's such a tool. Uh. So I have a lot to say on like the sexism part, but like it's just weird that both times he got that, he acted it the same way. So this was clearly a choice. Right. Like, it's not just how the, the script's written. Yeah. I mean, he could have made yeah. that choice for his character, I suppose, but... I still hate Yeah. It. He still had dialogue, I right? Agree. His dialogue was problematic, so it's not that... Yeah. That's he true. wasn't Well, the true. dialogue for the whole episode is mildly problematic because they call her girl and the girl all <laughs> yeah, the time. lots of times. Like, a, you could call her either lieutenant or her name. I don't know. Call me crazy. <laughs> uh, Oh, it's yeah. So yeah, when Chekhov's on the she... planet, they don't say like the boy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and how old is she supposed to be? I she don't know. Looks like she thirty. Looks... <laughs> yeah, I know. She looks like our age. <laughs> yeah, I was. That bothered me so much because it happened so much throughout the episode, and I'm just like, you, you could <laughs> yeah. just call yeah. her by her name. Oh, you could just use her name. It's or lieutenant, it's... which but, is her rank and correct. But like, to the original point, Scotty could barely do his job on a normal day and when he has a love interest he is he can't do his job he is the worst yeah he's true i have a colleague who reminds me a lot of scotty wow (laughs) like a a lot Uh, and i love them in the same way i love scotty but like i'm like you can barely function kirk's (laughs) like engineering what's going on it's like no response like (laughs) where is scotty it's like he's in sick bay and And like like, sick is is she hurt and like no she's doing great like is (laughs) And you're on duty. Do your job, man. <laughs> He's literally at his job. Uh, all right. Well, do we want to move to the sexism? Should we talk about all the? Do ways you want a quick science corner bad? break? Science corner time. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> um, it should probably come up a lot, but they talk about light a lot here, and this thing being a space cloud shouldn't move faster than light, and it does. Right. Lots of things travel towards them at speeds faster than light. Um, but if this thing is moving towards them, they're looking at it, right? And it's moving towards them, and they say it's moving faster than the speed of light. Um, then they shouldn't be able to see it. Um, or I was thinking that too. So d- is an they should see it in the past, right? It should be crazy yeah, blue shifted, well, um, ridiculously blue shifted, um, which is to say that the the light should be compressed as it's coming towards you, like a uh, ambulance when it's coming. It, d- Doppler effect. Um, so it would is like their cameras. 
like some sort of explanation for that um, for like camera system can it somehow like see things... create an image like yeah like see an image and then like condense it down to like something visible uh yes if that information could travel to them faster than the speed of light but it can't so unless it's like yeah which a, is a also probe a or something unless it's so far away but even if it was a probe and it's sending signals at sublight yeah right so yeah that won't work <laughs> um again it should come up more often and i don't know why it only comes up here maybe because they're talking about like the colors of the light and it's like man that should be at the very least even if it was traveling at at sublight but rel- relativistic speeds crazy blue shifted um and it's not and i don't know why it bugs me here <laughs> and never anywhere else but it does so end science well, corner Okay, I have a question sure. about the Reopen anomaly as corner. well, because how, I thought they went through it, or it went through them, yeah, they but definitely no one died, did. but when it did it on Memory Alpha, everybody died? Including the computer. Yeah. Yeah, so what was up with that? Don't ask questions about that Because they had shields? <laughs> was yeah. that one? But it said it, it's, they but said they it was said the shields the didn't work. Yeah, <laughs> so and it clearly impacted the crew. Well, and they said on Memory Alpha, like, the reason it killed them was because they resisted. But that but, like, doesn't what? make any sense. <laughs> oh, yeah, resistance is futile. That was, I mean, they yeah, it was that very line, Borg. Right? It was very Borg. Ugh, weird. I, I, yeah, uh, that just, the whole thing just kind of confused me. It feels was... vaguely like a V'ger, right? Um, from Trek 1, motion picture, Voyager. Oh, Oh. Where like Voyager, where the the entity takes over the host, and then they talk to the host. Oh, yes, I haven't seen that in a while. I mean, lots of episodes yes. feel like uh, V'ger, but yeah. yeah, we we should watch those too like, eventually. Eventually, yeah. I mean, I have a lot of questions about the lights. Like, why do they attack them? Why do they cause her to predict the future? Like, yeah. like, why do they like cause all those effects, like the weird voices and the lights? Like, what? Like, why do they cause like different persons' voluntary functions, like the speech and eyes movement, to be affected? Like, what does that mean? Well, yeah, you touched on that one. That's, um, I mean, that's a writer that believes in phrenology. It appears um, <laughs> <laughs> that they're like, oh, this this part of your brain, organology, right? That that this organ in your brain that does this got affected or something. Um, yeah, yeah, that didn't make that's sense. That's like so that many, so weird. many centuries removed. It's not even worth. <laughs> I did think it was very Kirk to be like, "Well, we can't talk to it, so lasers." Yeah, and then later, <laughs> doesn't somebody have to like tell Kirk, "Hey, it's in a human body now. Now you could talk to it." Doesn't that happen? It was well. It was. Confusing. Yeah, that's Spock. I mean, it's it Spock. Was... Uh, it was all confusing, and Spock was confused. And but not confused. I was very the whole. Uh. Well, Spock keeps saying like yeah. it's not a, a storm, and everybody keeps saying follow the storm or the storm is doing this, and he just. It... Well, okay, so I read about this on the internet that was not memory alpha because I looked this up. So apparently, it was supposed to originally be a space brain. Oh. Ooh. And the sparkly lights were just gonna, like part of the brain, like they were like the like flowing like pattern or whatever. Of like the spray screen. Oh man! And so, yeah, then late like they it slowly got like downgraded or changed or altered or whatever to like the sparkly lights. I did have a note that they must have really blown their budget on the sparkly lights, and that's why they had a half hour meeting scene <laughs> where all they did was talk to each other. Yeah, no, I mean that's I think that's honestly might be true. Boy. And like that one effect with the sparkly light eyes that they show the same time, like that zoom in on her face, right? Yeah. 
Oh my gosh, the camera work in this episode was bonkers. Yeah, they did some high shots from the ceiling. They did some high shots. They did a lot of zoom ins. They did a lot of like they just did some weird stuff in this one. Um, it was strange. Boy, you you mentioned giant brains. All I can think of is a Futurama, right? That they get attacked by giant brains a few times. It's a big <laughs> plot element of the series, but it sounds like ne- neither of you. That's I, not- I, I don't it's remember. It's been a while I've since seen okay. of Right. <laughs> I liked it, but yeah, it's been a while. But yeah, okay, if we go to the meeting for a second, I, I don't <laughs> want to stay there for very long because it was boring, but right. there was a part of it that I had questions. So okay. they're going over her like psychological profile and whatever. HIPAA. And, and a question which, of like, yeah. why is that level of backstory important? Yes, um, yes. A of all, yes. B of all. Kirk keeps asking about, like, her psychological history. And I'm like, if there were any red flags, would Starfleet have let her join? Did they not have standards? She's an officer. Right. Right. She's a lieutenant. <laughs> I'm like, I'm pretty sure if there were huge red flags, Starfleet would have been like, you know what? Thanks for applying. No, thank you. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure that they would do that. And I was confused as to why Kirk was like, yeah, the standards that apply to a Starfleet officer... Uh, obviously did not apply to you for whatever weird reason. So I'm going to ask all these very personal questions about your medical history. I mean, some of them made sense. Like he was like, what were your like psychic readings? Yeah, no, your, that like, part made readings. sense. That part I had no Cause problem Because those, those could have been high. And yes. then and they still would have let her and in. And they would have had an Elizabeth situation. Yeah. From, yeah. yeah it w- and that is fine. That's the o- about the only thing that. that makes canonical sense, right? No. And then... Like to the rest of TOS, where they're like latent psychic abilities, but then McCoy immediately is like, "Nope, none of that." And it's like, but well, she's very pliant, yeah, apparently. Right, boy. Yeah. So is that like what gets her? She's pliant, that's and therefore the argument they make. <laughs> like, what does that even mean? Oh, uh, that's that's a yikes argument. Oh, right there. you think? Yes, I do think. So, okay. <laughs> well, she gets taken over it, by a ghost, right? This is just a yeah. So let's yeah, let's throw that out there. Right it's here, a right? ghost. <laughs> And so her brain circuitry <laughs> pattern is the same as the other entity, and that's how she knows she's been essentially possessed. Is that true? That's how they true know to, she's to... been possessed. <laughs> Got <Sure>. it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's this is where it, like, veers off the rails hard from sci-fi to not even, like, sci-fantasy <laughs> to, like... Just bonkers. Yeah, like, The Exorcist. It's, it's just weird. The whole possession yeah. thing is just weird. Yeah, it is. So, yeah, that's really more like they, like um, horror film. They do it in well, other places better in the series. Right? Yeah, we've, yes. we've seen some of those where yes. they explain it with, like, techie bits. But this part, it's like when, when they finally get talking to her, they're like, yeah, we were on a planet and our planet was dying. But, like, it got down to, like, ten of us and we really didn't want to die. And so we were just like, man, I don't want to die. And then we became like life force or something because we didn't want to die and then we've just been wandering the galaxy looking for like people i guess and then we kill them but not you so that's us i think that's the premise right <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like right. A, yeah that's it's like a, yes that's pretty much it's, what that conversation does it's a really bad voldemort sort of yeah story. <laughs> it's just i don't it, understand like it's much it. weaker because she gets possessed and she doesn't so, even okay. get to do anything cool with being possessed. Like, sometimes so, when you're possessed, you get, like, cool powers. Well, even Elizabeth, or the silver right? eyes. Oh, yeah, yeah, the silver, silver eyes. eyes. Right, and they're Whatever. not even possessed at that point. They're just powerful. Yeah, yeah. and it's cool, but this time is boring. So, question. So, she gets possessed, 
is her her like only distinguishing personality trait for part of the episode is that her like her irrational anger is that for a result of being possessed and yes. then she's like super pliant again that i think i think the anger is just she's lashing out because she's confused and she hears voices in her head and she doesn't know why and she's confused i think that's the irrational anger i i don't yeah I'd buy i don't it. think it's her personality really i think it's just like she's like i don't know what's happening to me i feel fine i don't want to be under these the scrutiny yeah, I, i'm fair. done with this i think it's more that than it, yeah i mean she like argues about stupid stuff like going to sick bay and then like argues with mccoy while he's he's really being reasonable yeah uh yeah i would say yeah i think they're both in the right in a strange way that she like fainted uh right is the reason mm-hmm. she gets brought in um it's like mccoy's like hey i just want to make sure you're fine and she's like look have you found anything because i feel fine now um and i want to leave and I think yeah. both those perspectives are can exist at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's another part where they talk super condescending. Yeah, there. Scotty is the one that is the person in the room that's yeah, not great. Yeah, he is not. Yeah. Well, they're all super condescending to her. But yes, Scotty is kind of the worst. He makes the worst decisions. He directly disobeys orders. And then, like him, like all of them, and Abby, to what you are saying about the others, like she's constantly not being able to speak for herself, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if she's either possessed and that creature is speaking for her, or she's doing those weird gurgly sounds, or she's in that meeting and they're, like, listing her things and she's not listing them, or Scotty's, like, literally talking for her, or even McCoy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, she almost never actually gets to, like, be a person, the, which yeah. I think is why she's so boring as a character. The gurgling... I think that's it. The gurgling sounds, I think, are interesting because she does that right away on the bridge when she first gets taken over, right? Yes. And McCoy comes in, and she's kind of, like, making those sounds. And McCoy's, like, takes her temperature or whatever, and, like, sticks her with something. Hypo. She's, and, she's like, sure. and she's like, cool, I'm 100% fine now. But when they get down to Memory Alpha, and there's that woman doing the exact same thing, McCoy just stands there. He's like, well, I guess she's Can't dead. Do <laughs> like, like, you just did something, like, a few hours ago. Why not try that? <laughs> what? Yeah. I agree. I had that same thought. I was like... I was like, why can't you do anything? You did something for Romaine. Why are we, yep. why is this different? Um, I didn't look up the spelling of her name, but I hope that we're all spelling it like the lettuce. Uh, naturally. Cool. I mean, is there close. a different way? I didn't look it up. I mean, that's not an insult to her character. It's just a good name <laughs> if it's spelled that way. So I will say, the second time those lights get into the ship and like possess her, for once, Sulu actually gives a warning to the ship so people can like brace themselves. So good job, Sulu. <laughs> and, and then what's with this science corner thing of her going in the gravity chamber and then they Boy. pressure it to death? Oh, I did not understand that. I did so, not know what the plan was, and I didn't get it when they were doing it. I'm glad I'm not the only one who did not understand the plan <laughs> no, in the slightest. No, don't get it. Um, my base read on it, going back to it a few times, was that they were trying to figure out a thing that would hurt the space stuff, but not her? And they okay, so I thought that was true. Yeah, but decided, then why did they pick that thing? And they decided that pressure was it for some reason. I'm not sure why. Um, and they didn't Kirk, say why because Kirk thought it would work. And for some reason, they had to turn off the gravity to do it, which makes no sense. Yeah, like those things aren't related. Right? Well, and it was fine living in space, so it doesn't care if there's no gravity. Right. Um, and wait, like if it's living in the vacuum of space, also. 
Yeah, so it's living... Right, so uh, there's another good Futurama joke in there about... They take a spaceship under uh, water and they say how you know how much pressure can it hold? It's 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 designed to be in space, so less than one. Um, <laughs> um, the idea that in space we're talking about you know outward pressure from a pressurized vessel, and in any sort of the pressures they're talking about are inward pressure, press, inward pressing pressure. onto a vessel. Um, that said, we could ballpark uh, what do you think the atmospheres that a human body can stand. Like, if yeah, you were to go underwater diving, how many atmospheres could your body take before? I was wondering that, too, because doesn't it get, he get, like, over 80 atmospheres or something? I think turn, that... he turns the dial past 30. I'm going to say 30s to 40s. Um, he's got that There's dial in the really red. There's a really cool, like, website where you keep scrolling down in the ocean, and it shows you where all the animals and where you can scuba dive to and stuff. We could figure that out. Oh, I mean, I've and already done some of the math. Basically, Chelsea, I hope that there's not a point on that page where it's just a whole bunch of corpses. <laughs> <laughs> I hope there is. Awesome. I would. So I would go there. Um, train drop divers that are not breathing air, um, that are bre- uh, atmospheric air, right. that have blends of things like helium uh, in mixed with oxygen with no nitrogen. Um, in those specialized situations and very trained divers, people can get down to maybe about 100 meters. Um, Which is how much pressure? Is it more oh, I'm sorry. Than two, I'm sorry. Under? I said 100 meters. I meant 100 atmospheres. I'm sorry. Um, not 100 meters. Um, oh, okay. And so she's not. So that's a lot she more actually get than to be that she's much. at. But without those specialized situations, if there's any nitrogen, if there's you know, regular oxygen levels in the air that you are breathing. Basically, if you are breathing air, which she is still doing, um, we can handle like three, like less than 10, certainly. Um, so she should die. But yeah. Like it, it's a handful of atmospheric pressure is what we can handle. And is there any way the chamber could have like, like accounted for that? And yeah. If it's like a scuba training chamber, mm-hmm. right? Like uh, 332 meters is the deepest any human has scuba dived. Yep. And, it, oh. and uh, if you look up how deep a human has ever free dived, um, it's going to be less than that. Because again, if yes. they're scuba diving, then they're, they're diving with uh, a special blend of air that they're breathing. Um, because right. if you have air in your lungs and air in your bloodstream that has nitrogen and oxygen and enough concentrations of oxygen, right, you reach oxygen toxicity at those levels. Um, it's very dangerous. Oh. Um, so, yes, she should not have been able to withstand those pressures. And the fact that without the space reached... a breathing apparatus of some kind. Yes. So that part also didn't work or, or, for various reasons. Again, they could have flooded the room with a specialized scoop of mix of gas, but. For them to have it's that knowledge work. on the Enterprise, like, what, when are they ever scuba diving to 100 meters or whatever? Or I will meters. give them the credit that they were like, it's going to take time to repressurize her, like, repressurize the room, and she's going to have to acclimate. Because I'm like, well, I'm like, well, that checks out. Sure. She doesn't want to get the bends. <laughs> like, you don't want to get the bends. <laughs> so I guess that Yeah, and it's, it's like 20 minutes, too, which is... I mean, she's essentially in an iron right? lung for the rest of her life, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah. whole thing. None of it made sense. The how they got rid of things did not make sense. No, but no, oh well. that part. But didn't. here, I thought of this fun moral quandary though for you. Um, while we were, while I was watching this, because I didn't have much else to do while I was watching it. Um, Good did you try falling asleep? <laughs> I've heard that. If, works. yeah, yeah, but then I'd have to watch it again, and nobody wants to do that. So, and I accidentally did, and it is not. Yeah, it was good a callback, Chelsea. It was point. a callback. That was that was the joke, Chelsea. Uh, anyway, oh, I get it. <laughs> 
So if if you and or your civilization were at risk, but you could survive by killing one person, would you do it? Whole civilization or just you? Yeah, that's a different thing. Uh, it seems like I could never decide. I said either or because I couldn't decide. Um, well, then I'll pick the, the first Zetar one, and then folks, if they if they were like the bastion of their civilization or not. Oh, I see what you're saying. So it's yeah. not that your whole civilization gets to not be destroyed; it's that you get to. This comes up in that other one, right, with the orbs, and they take over Spock and Kirk, right? It's like the yeah. last of their yeah, it does, What's it that does. episode called? Um, the that was a long mu- time ago. Mu- that was one of our first ones. Music of the Spheres. That's a great title for it. That um, would be a good. <laughs> That I would be a good one, right. but I don't think that was it. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It's way too good of a title. So, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's not. I'm looking at the titles. Yeah, so am I. Yeah. It, um, it was early on. It was pretty early. In our, um, in our, and I drew it. So my board, whatever my board is that has the orbs in it, it's that episode. Brilliant okay. deduction, Chelsea. Well Return done. Return to tomorrow? No, isn't that the one where they go back in time? Or it doesn't matter. Continue with my thought <laughs> experiment, please, and I will find the title while you guys debate so, the thought experiment. <laughs> if like my orbs have like a hundred thousand like beings in them, like there's like a hundred thirty, you know, thousand like lights, and we can all like just kind of live by going into one other life form. That seems like a fair trade. Um, boy. I don't know. I think I'm pretty. Um, I would. I would normally be on in the camp of like the most good for the most people, but I think I'd probably go on the other side of that one. I'd say like your civilization died. Whatever, get over it. This one's alive right now. It was returned. Yeah. To it tomorrow. also Return, Well, no, it okay. also kind of depends. Like, are, is this a bad civilization? Sure. Right. You don't know. Like, are these well, like? Well, if is it's your like the... civilization, you would probably consider it good. So I don't know. No, no, yeah, yeah, no. I mean, the ones you're taking over. Like, are is this like the mirror universe, and it's like the empire? Like, these are people who are killing people. Yeah, I think. Then it's maybe a... they should be kind of taken over, and then they'll be nice. But that's a good question, Abby. But it's a great moral question, um, because it is about like. And I think yeah, there are many factors. I mean, like like any philosophical question, you can add a lot of factors to it. I think if you so remove all the factors, right? They're more complicated yeah, yeah. or less complicated, but you're asking just, the base question. Just, yeah, and I think the base question is a good moral question. Um, I think I would, yeah. Hmm. I think I'd need more details because I feel like every situation is unique. Okay, here's the trick: the episode could have dug into any of this. And made it and interesting. It <laughs> because No, and st- so can we jump to the message? It's like a death anxiety episode, right? And we we have got had this like done a lot better. Like, but like all there's all these dead people things like she sees Scotty dying, which by the way, we never come back to. They kind she of sees, do. Do they? Yeah. And then it's when he gets knocked away, like from the thing and it Oh, looks is that oh, like is that what that's supposed to be? Out. Oh my god, I did not connect that but is, oh, I mean, <laughs> that's not the point of the episode though right well there's the dead people in memory alpha that they have a lot of anxiety about especially her there's all these dead zetar people there's that she would rather die than hurt him and then like her and scotty talk about that for five minutes but i do think it's a death anxiety episode it's like that these people had so much anxiety about death 
that they couldn't accept it and therefore had to like go off as whatever light orbs Ghosts. and then find like it's a ghost. race. It's a it's yeah. it's a Scooby Doo mystery except Scooby Doo is more uh, grounded in the real world. <laughs> yeah, they like it's it's the Voldemort story, right? This alien race wanted to live forever. This like it's a very much a cliche instead of dying at the proper time, which I think is even said in the episode. I think the point of this episode is back up your data in decentralized places. <laughs> I like it. And I, I, I refuse not... I refuse to take away any other message from this episode. That, that is not the message of this episode. <laughs> you are just wrong. However, all right, if we're getting near the end. Um, I, I mean, of I this finished episode, my notes like a half hour ago, so. All right, I will say two things that I liked. One is I really like the idea of having to get used to space lakes, and I wish it came up more often. Sure. And two, I really liked when Nurse Chapel made fun of Scotty and did his accent. That was hilarious. <laughs> that was pretty good. I it could use funny. ten more of those in every episode. I liked that her. I liked Romaine's hair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that wasn't bad either. She was also very pretty. She was. Um, very I did pretty. not like when Sulu noted that. Yep. Quote: I don't you think she. He's even noticed she has a brain. Yeah, I yeah, had I a note about that. that either. I had a note about that. There was. There was a lot about that first couple minutes of the episode where I was just like, nope, no, no. It, there was speak, or there was, there was, there was Kirk's whole speech about the, the uh, a man of his years who's found love. Love. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, my yeah, god, yeah, no, no, no. no, no, no. I don't know why that happened. All right, wait. Before we go and turn to the villains' powers, uh, are we going to talk about lamb chop? We could talk about lamb chop. Oh yeah. We talked about it at the end of that last time. <laughs> yeah. Because Sherry Lewis wrote this with her husband. And she, I guess, originally wanted to play Romaine, but she did not get the part. Oh, I would have liked her to. But she was a big Star Trek fan. Apparently. Says Boy, that to me. I'd love to think that this one just got bogged down in the middle by bureaucracy. You think that maybe she wrote, <laughs> like, a good episode and it just got worse and worse? The meeting is the problem, right? The meeting is what just everything crashes down. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's also sort of a cliche episode where the kind of premise has happened before in Star Trek and then is just not done as well here. Yeah, but I mean, you could do the same episode twice. People would. They've already. <laughs> I mean, they do the same. They have like four <laughs> stock episodes. Yeah. Let's not um, <laughs> Maybe like five or six, but there's not very many. I don't think the focus of this one is the space cloud. And it kind of should be. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, okay. And frankly. Memory Alpha, if it's going to be in here, should kind of be the focus. Yes, absolutely. That's what the episode should have been, is there should have been some <laughs> kind of weird data problem on Memory Alpha, and that would have been awesome. Bingo, yeah. That would have been cool. And I wish they'd shown some of the archives and museum parts, or we could have just seen the planet better. Yeah. I was wondering what it looked like, like in the uh, non-remastered, because <laughs> I think I saw remastered, but it yeah. didn't look great in the remastered. <laughs> the original did not look great either. Okay, that's like with the lights and everything, it was very much. I I looked at the comparison and like it looks a I, lot I, like the original. I meant the uh, planetoid, like memory alpha. Oh, on the, planetoid. the planetoid in the original is like bright red. It looks kind of like a splatter of spaghetti sauce. <laughs> like someone just poured sp- a circle of spaghetti sauce in a space. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Actually, they made it look more like industrial, which probably makes sense if it's constructed, right? Yeah. Okay, it should be underground anyway. Um, I'm not even really sure where to start on this list for the villain. These lights. Is the lights is the villain, right? Yeah. This is so Zatar. Ta- yeah, the so, Zatarians. Yeah, the, the people Zatarians. of Zatar. Yeah. I mean, as I'm scrolling down the list, I get to like Kalos, which is also something you're not supposed to look at. 
Right, he's, he's the, uh, I think we decided on most uh, beautiful thing in the universe that drives you mad. Mm-hmm. Um, or most in unspeakably uh, ugly thing in the universe. I think we said most beautiful. Um, yeah, he lives in the box. But if, the, if you look at him, then you go mad. Um, mm-hmm. Right. And then you got space amoebas right in there. You got the Horda, the Omicron SETI 3 plants. So wait, so let's... Vampire clouds? S- Vampire back cloud? to space amoebas. Because space amoebas are... Kind of. Well, no. Well, with him, you go crazy. But these guys, is it because you look at them or is it because they penetrate you? <sighs> we, uh... Well, because, like, why can they trap it in that pressure chamber if it can, like, just pass through, like, hulls and stuff? Good question. Yeah. Because if they can trap it, then it's really not that dangerous. And if it can just be stopped by shields and stuff. Okay, let's toss out there. The vampire cloud is also in that list. And they got the vampire cloud on the ship. And then they were like, cool, we have it trapped in a room. And it was like, I'm gaseous. I'm going to go through the vents. Um, and then it did. Right? Yeah. So and this then how'd is they kill... less bad than so vampire cloud. This is, yeah, well, this how'd is... they kill vampire cloud? Um, how did they kill vampire cloud? I forget. I feel like we got to figure that out. I feel like that's important information. I mean, we could take a quick... Uh, I'll just edit this out and let's search for. <laughs> yeah, let's let's search this because I feel like it might actually. That help was us. obsession. The episode, if because I feel like they have they get it in one place and then they do something similar to it. Do they freeze it? No. Do they make it solid somehow? I feel like oh, it's they, under they vampire with an, cloud above they hit it with an Gorgon. Anti- okay. They what? So to answer that question, um, they uh, hit it with an antimatter bomb when it leaves the ship. So, oh. um, <laughs> like they they destroy it pretty hard. Um, well, that's harder to destroy than like just getting this in a pressure. I will yeah, also I'm say I'm gonna put this above the Gorgon and below Vampire Cloud. Okay, I like that. All right, and I think the Vampire okay, Cloud too. Yeah. If it had been in this situation, like they never tried to trap it in an airtight room. That would have been a great solution. They kept mm-hmm. trapping it in rooms that had like that weren't That's airtight. True. So maybe it couldn't have penetrated through that pressure chamber. I think that if they put it in the pressure chamber, it would have been trapped there, and they could have just taken it wherever they wanted. But and then let it out. Yeah. Although still, this one they just kind of like they defeat it with pressure here, I guess. And, yeah. And the vampire cloud, Abby is right. They defeat with an antimatter bomb. So I think vampire cloud's got to go above it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be and we're saying that. that it's better than the Gorgon? <laughs> yeah, because the Gorgon was stupid. The Gorgon was horrible. Yeah, and it would have just gone in the Gorgon's eye and made sparkly eye, and then we would have sparkly eye But the Gorgon was already non corporeal. Wasn't he? The Gorgon? Yeah, it's the one with the no, kids. Is that the dinosaur? No, it's the no, one with the, the kids. No, the Gorgon was the, the kids and the, the hand motions. <laughs> yeah, and they keep the... doing this. Oh. Wait, what am I thinking? Oh, the Gorn. Yeah, we My haven't bad. gotten to the Gorn yet. Uh, I can't keep track of what ones we've done and what ones we haven't done. That's why I have a spreadsheet. Yeah, that's why we have several I do not look at any of the lists. And I'm very happy to see Abby's marker right up here that shows she is also looking at the same spreadsheet. I am. Um, That, though, I feel like that guy's not... Actually, he is as... No, I feel like this this guy is more... Sparkly Lights is more dangerous because it kills more people. Than the vampire cloud? The vampire cloud has... No, no, no. Than the Gorgon. Yeah, that's what I just yeah, said. Yeah, that's where we're Yeah, exactly. No, I'm in, in agreement with you. <laughs> um, it yeah. doesn't get a name, and I'm not calling it the Lights of the Tower twice, so I'm going to call it Sparkles in the document. That works. So. 
How about that Sparkle works. Lights so we don't forget? Sparkles. Because he has the episode, and besides, he'll have to explain it to you anyway because you don't look at the list. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. I mean, I'm not going to remember any of no, this. No, you're not. We know. We know <laughs> you're not. This is why you don't like faculty anymore. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's one of the reasons. So did we get bingo, Chelsea? Okay, and so you know I'm going to be mad again because he says it. he's dead. No, and he says she's dead. Long pause. Okay, she's Not dead. And there's long Wait. pause. And there's yes, because no in, the third, in the third season, they purposefully changed it, like I've pointed I out I don't many care. Times. Then, we, then we don't ever get it when we watch in the third season. That's if, stupid. If Spock Is it even stopped, on this bingo sheet? If Spock stopped doing the Vulcan neck pinch because, like, too many people were, like, it had become too much of a meme... Like then it would have stopped, and we wouldn't mark he it. He does that. stop doing this, sure. And then if he like doesn't do that, they actively tried to cut out their cliches. Well, that's I that, don't care. That's too bad anyway. for us when we get into the third season. I don't like you people. We know. <laughs> Good. I'm glad we're in agreement. All right. So my I only have one clarifier. Um, I I, I think I. Like, this is space powers, right? Like, this is total space powers. A hundred percent. Okay. This is definitionally space powers. It's literally a thing with powers from space. Okay. I thought so. I just wanted to clarify because sometimes things are weird. But um, were you guys for or against Bingo? I'm always against. But was there a captain's log? No, there was. Yeah, Yeah. there was. I mean, I'll go with a four. (laughs) Just to mix it up. We were one away again. Oh. If it's he's dead, Jim. It I'm wasn't. It was a Vulcan neck pinch. Uh, that was the only one we were missing. This Fine. one actually, d- we just kind of got lucky with this sheet, though, because there actually weren't that many um, cliches. Like, um, Chapel was here, but she didn't have a square, so that, that didn't work out. Um, there's a captain's log. There's a recurring actor. There's space oh, yeah. powers. And Sulu does set the course at one point. So... Like there, there were a few things, but it really wasn't that much. And we were one away. We were one away. It's crazy. Oh, one of these days neck we'll pinch. get it again. One of these days, ne- I know we will. Well, we'll is it. there a way they could have gotten in a neck pinch? He I mean, he could have cr- subdued her. Yeah, he could have subdued <laughs> like, her with a neck pinch. Yeah, that's true. It could have happened. Would have worked. That totally would have worked. I know. It? I wish it would have, because that would have been awesome. For many reasons, one of them being Spock would have had more to do. They do get in that point, yeah, like, the when point. they're they're next to the pressure chamber, and um, they're all like, don't get close, or she'll destroy us. And it's like, yeah. based on what? Like, yeah, what I know, I... right? That was weird. Oh, wait. Okay, shall we see what we are going to watch next yes. week? Yes. Draw a good one, please. I have no control whatsoever. Have you um, mixed them up? Yeah. Have you shaken them? Yes, Every week. I always shake them and mix them up. Okay. All right. Ooh, we're going to get another cloud. Anyway, uh, it is Season 2, Episode 9, Metamorphosis. While returning to the Enterprise aboard the shuttlecraft, Kirk, Spock, McCoy, and a seriously ill Federation diplomat find themselves kidnapped by an energized cloud. So we're just... uh, This is another one that I don't remember, but I like the costume. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Right. Is everyone else looking at pictures of this? Yeah, there's a lot I'm of sparkles. Wow. Well, I will say that I am into lime green after looking at these pictures. Well, we will all find out next week what Chelsea is talking about <laughs> um, when we watch Metamorphosis together. And it'll be great, um, no matter what, because we have fun together. 
Anyway, That's uh, true. don't forget you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, 3 Beam Up at Beam3. You'll find us. Email us info at 3dbeamup.com um, and say hi to us on any, all of these things. Uh, mostly Facebook because that's where we mostly hang out. Um, but we're there and you can say hi and you can join us next week watching Metamorphosis.